Hello, everybody. You are listening to Kyle's Communist Podcast. My name is Kyle, and on this show, we go over the weekly newsletter published up to kylecommunist.com. That will be your guide and your show notes for this, as always. We're covering Marxist news from around the world, and I'll warn you, in this week's episode, I'm probably going to be a little bit less story-focused just because we're going to be encapsulating massive changes that have gone on. I was very busy with some real-life stuff, some house stuff this last week, rain stuff as we're starting to get big floody weather in uh, up into the northeast here in the United States. That kept me very busy, and it's kept me very distracted from doing a lot of the stuff I wanted to do. Without going too far into the weeds on that subject, I just want to say uh, we, we didn't get to do a podcast last week, but we had the three segments of our Marxist book club, and we have hit all-time highs. We are having about 40 people in attendance throughout the week. If you're a listener to this podcast and you're not already involved, you absolutely should. It is a perfect place to learn either as a new Marxist study person or as someone who is a veteran to it. We welcome all different walks of life into it. The only stipulations that you come with, you know, good energy, ready to learn and participate and help your fellow comrades grow. Uh, we are a server that that really puts the emphasis on Marx, Engels, and Lenin. If you have not actually read theory yet, this is your call sign. This is your, your moment. You're never going to get a more blunt message than this, which is do not substitute Marxist theory with podcasts, YouTube. Do, those things do not substitute for reading the real theory. I should say you can absorb all those things as supplemental material, and you should do such to help you digest the real theory. But there is no substitute for actually reading the works of Marx, Engels, and Lenin. In fact, that's where we see a lot of the degradation out there in the modern communist community. Many of them happen to be people uh, that, that simply have gotten caught on to communism because they like the aesthetics of it. They like the concept that it's not what America is pushing as the predominant thing. As a result, though, we get into this weird mixed bag where we're at, we're seeing full up fascist trends, fascist ideologies, fascist uh, propaganda that circulates within some of these looser aspects of the communist community. Been reading and studying a lot of content on it this past week, specifically diving into Lenin's works on unity, calling for unity of Marxists, but not unity outside of that, meaning do not be distorting the Marxist message just to bring in other elements. This tends to have a very, very detrimental effect on movements. Uh, we've been studying this for a little while, but in particular, I would say last week we were really paying attention to social chauvinists and opportunists. We're seeing a big burst of that within the other podcasters and streamers out there, specifically if you're aware of Hawes from Infrared. He is a very notorious uh, social chauvinist. That is to say, he's someone that was once in this position of opportunism, selling out the working class wherever he could. Now he has degraded even further into a position of full-up supporting bourgeois entities. In particular, he has chosen his side being the extraordinarily capitalist Russian Federation, which is as, as, bad, it is as bad as just full-up siding with the United States. We cannot be you know, choosing one bourgeois entity to push in this war especially as the war escalates. And that's maybe where I want to move further in. But before I do, I want to give a big shout out to 
Be very conscientious, very cautious. If you're someone that's been following Midwestern Marx, he as well has uh, staked his entire Marxist reputation on another transphobe over on Twitter. This is a direct assault on scientific Marxism. We're seeing, again, all of these big-name people that have built platforms, and they've earned the trust of their following, completely abandoned Marxist principles. Let's remember, everyone out there, Marxist principles are not ones to be cherry-picked, right? We are supposed to bring forward a strong and serious Marxist line. That is to say, if you have Marxists out there, or so-called comrades out there, who are promoting ideas of bigotry, whether it's xenophobia, racism, homophobia, uh, uh, transphobia, ableism, whatever sort of aspect of, of bigotry they're promoting, they are effectively and essentially promoting bourgeois divisionist tactics. That is to say, they're trying to keep you divided from other members of the working class. And we must ask why that is the case. Is it out of ignorance and they don't know better? That's troubling on its own because if they don't know, they can't teach. And then the second aspect of it is, is it malicious? Is it that they know that they're misleading people and that is kind of their claim to fame is, again, confusing people, getting them distracted, getting them further away from the working class movement. So great episode of uh, the Rev Left podcast out there. If anyone wants to listen to it, Revolutionary Left podcast just did an episode discussing similar themes, talking about the Western movement. I want to say it came out one of their July episodes. I, I could look for that title. If anyone's curious, feel free to DM me or something on Discord or maybe on Instagram. I'll be happy to search that up for you later. But anyway, there's a great episode where they're talking about how we must keep bigotry out of the movement. It, it can't be something we associate with and just allow in. And this is again where I wanted to say this episode is going to be quite rambly. If you caught it last week, I didn't get to do a full sit down, but I did a, a quick, just off the cuff episode on uh, opportunism and social chauvinism. So hopefully, again, people come into this knowing those words. You should probably hear me mentioning that in a lot of these different podcast episodes. But it's such a big deal. Our goal, our goal is to raise people up, not to lower the standards of the communist and Marxist movement down. This is something you'll see opportunists promoting all over the place. Specifically, again, you'll see this from the group that typically follows infrared. This is the group that has uh, Russian flags in their profile pictures. These folks, I, what we should have a talk about is they paint themselves as some kind of victim. Oh, the rest of the communist movement doesn't understand us. We, we're so smart. We're multipolar. We're supporting this other uh, imperialist power out there because nothing's as bad as American imperialism. And so it's really okay if I go and show for a foreign power. It's, it's really fine. I'm, I'm not denying all of Lenin's principles on the subject matter. I'm not burning the communist manifesto as we speak. I'm not shitting on uh, Lenin's grave right now. But, you know, here, I, let me tell you how you need to help us advance further in the communist movement. That is effectively and essentially the sort of drivel that we're hearing out there it's it's something i've seen quite often is again these these opportunist types will paint themselves as well you're just elitist you're just you just don't want you just you have standards <laughs> and that's what it ultimately comes down to is people get really mad that we have standards someone the other day called me a gatekeeper on instagram um this was a guy who was promoting fascist dog whistles about LGBTQ people. Specifically, I had a post up there that um, it was a small child 
and a politician. And the politician saying, we're going to protect children from this terrible ideology. And it had the LGBTQ flag. And below it, the child saying, if you actually wanted to protect children, you wouldn't worry about you know, attacking us, L, you know, LGBT kids. Instead, you would be passing laws to restrict marriage so that creepy 40-year-olds can't marry 12-year-old girls in the United States, which is still possible, especially in religious connotations and contexts. Uh, and the other one was something about you wouldn't be legalizing child labor again. Very good points in that meme. You can find it on my Instagram, Kyle Communist. But this guy who was commenting back was saying, Kyle, you're trying to confuse people. You want, you, you're saying that the LGBT ideology is is part of a culture war and it's not, it's something to who freaking knows. I mean, it just, it got to be absolute madness and, and nonsensical nature in this guy's message. But what I wrote back is, look, you're promoting a full-on Nazi catchphrase there. I mean, you're specifically regurgitating the information out of 1930s Germany, uh, where they started to say that LGBT people were grooming kids. It's the same thing we're seeing right now. This is 100% out of the playbook. And the guy got mad again saying, you're gatekeeping. His point was that I guess it's somehow okay for communists to have concerns about the LGBTQ community. And, and that's not them completely betraying the working class. Let me set people straight for the record. It is a complete betrayal of the working class. If you know your history, and here's the problem, these people do not know their history. If you know your history, you'll know that pre-colonization efforts before Christianity was used and weaponized to colonize places around the world, LGBT people were often venerated in their community to some respect. Um, if we look to the Philippines, if we look to Native American tribes here in the United States, and there is a couple other great examples out there where people were considered either, uh, there's various terms, and I don't mean to sound insensitive by just pulling them out of a hat like this, but terms like two-spirit have come about. Um, there, there, there's, there's various meanings, and they all have specific terms to specific tribes and regions. So there's no one-size-fits-all for all of this. And this all comes back around to the problem that understanding this takes nuance, it takes time, and it takes effort to study history. People that want to shoehorn bigotry of any kind into the communist movement are people who are denying history. And that becomes such a big problem because we as Marxists recognize the factual nature of history. We are dialecticians and materialists. We connect the dots of the material aspects of history to create an accurate roadmap of the past that helps us project into the future. We can expect where trends will go having all this data in our past to extrapolate from. However, again, these groups of people are not ones that study history. They instead fall into mystical or magical thinking. That is to say, a lot of boogeyman effects. Ah, scary. I heard it on the news. What news? MSNBC? No, I listened to Russia Today. Oh, so you're still just listening to more capitalist propaganda. So th these are folks that are not actually diving into the history, but instead getting mired down in bourgeois propaganda, thinking that if they get it from one spigot versus another, it's going to radically be a different type of bourgeois propaganda, that it's somehow going to make them more intelligent. This isn't the case. Some of this, by the way, comes from naivete due to age. Some of this is age-related, and this isn't an ageist answer. This is just a realistic look at the situation, that I myself, when I was 17 and coming to socialism for the first time, there was absolutely a week where I 
saw RT for the very first time back in 2009, and I was like, oh, Russia Today, this must be uh, news that's not from the American bourgeois. Like, this must be some great, like, outsider information. Where else am I going to get this? Nah, nah, absolutely the same. Just different flavoring, absolutely the same toxic substance. And this is where a lot of people in the modern Western movement are falling astray and getting confused is, is again, this just capitulation to a foreign bourgeois entity instead of actually standing for the working class. And and, and it's so, so palpable. Again, the, the people I'm talking about that run around on the Internet and are, are screaming why we need to, as communists, somehow defend the Russian Federation it's it's not only mind-numbing to me, but also to Russian comrades. Like, right now, I, you all probably know I've got a very good handful of, of Russian Marxists that I talk with regularly, and they called this out as uh, an issue. They've identified in the West themselves is how strange it is that Western Marxists are quick to back Putin. This is offensive to Russian comrades quite often because they are oppressed by Putin's regime. There's been quite a few arrests that have gone on from comrades, especially if you go uh, to the last two newsletters going into late July and early August that there's their uh, Marxist professor over there, Boris Kagerlitsky, sociologist. He was arrested in late July uh, under some trumped up charge of promoting terrorism because he told people to basically think deeper about these bridge bombings that are going on in Russia. And that simple <laughs> think deeper sort of comment was enough to get him jailed. So when I, I may have mentioned this in a past episode, and so I don't want to beat this horse too much, is that when we start talking to these capitulating opportunist Westerners, when they hear that a foreign comrade has been detained, their first thing is to say, I don't care. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. Blah, blah, blah. It's not my comrade. They don't come from the United States. Why do I, why should I bother with it? That is a direct affront to international proletarianism. I will say this again. This is a very important one. If you have not read Lenin's Tasks of the Proletariat in Our Revolution, it is a key text to get through. It is extraordinarily important. Don't be skipping his works especially the ones close to 1917. Do not be skipping those for later things. This is another touch point we need to get into maybe later. But too many people are skipping Lenin while Lenin's situation, the one he was fighting against, is replaying itself right in front of our eyes. The lead up to World War I, the, the collapse of the Second International to opportunism. Again, these are all things we're seeing. <laughs> I've noticed that these these Hazite people, these 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 folks that fall into this uh, social chauvinism route just recently, I think I retold the story of the guy from the PCUSA Party of Communist USA is what that stands for. He got really mad at me on the Threads app because I shared some quotes from Lenin. It was Lenin's War and Revolution. He looked at those quotes to which I had added no other context than saying this is important. So all I said and he got mad at these texts because Lenin was addressing him. For a second, I almost fell into like fighting with this guy back and forth. But when I looked at my message, I thought, you know, Kyle, you, you didn't add anything personal. You didn't give any takes to be attacked. There's, there's no, no real Marxist can look at Lenin's works these days and go, no, Kyle, that's not important. 
I mean, that would be the first way to like give up your your little Marxist badge is to to look <laughs> look at the extraordinarily pivotal works. Look at these. We're talking imperialism, the highest stage of capitalism, for the record. For like what we would be getting rid of. For any Marxist to look at calibers of work like that and say, "Nah, it doesn't matter." Well, okay, thanks for turning in your Marxist card. We'll we'll incinerate that right away. Because the connections are so very obvious. And if anyone out there is hearing this and you're like, oh, Kyle, I actually don't see them. Well, I'm not talking to you, by the way, maliciously. Come on and join the book club. We'd be happy to explain these to you. I am very malicious towards these people who are running around very vocally, very, very, I don't, I don't even know a word for that. I wanted to call it like slap mouthy. I don't even know what that means. But they're just yakking their lips about, Lenin's a liberal. Lenin doesn't matter. Lenin's an important. You need to read. Hello? Do you even, have you ever read Lenin? Do you understand the fundamentals? And this is where I got a little off track from, Chad. It's to say, no, they don't. They're not materialists. Again, they fall into mysticism and idealism. They're, they're not about following through with f things with fact. If anything, we could call them utopian socialists, maybe. I don't know if that's 100% the right phrase, but I think they would be falling into the camp of utopian socialists versus scientific socialists. We as scientific socialists weed out these intraclass divisionist tactics like racism and homophobia. We recognize, again, how those were used to spread oppression around the world, how colonizers took religion and they enforced these very, very binary policies on the native populations, the indigenous populations. They did this to break up their spiritual centers. They did this to break up their community because, well, if you didn't go in and break that up, those indigenous peoples could form retaliatory forces, right? If you let them have something to circle around, then that gives them a defensive core. Uh, on this other end of the spectrum, what we're seeing is, is, Ugh, it, it's just people totally forgetting about that history, trying to bring all that mystical think back into it, just ignoring how colonialism caused problems. And that brings us back around to patriotic socialists themselves, what we call these people that follow in Haas's footsteps and Midwestern Marx's footsteps. These patriotic socialists are willing to basically forgive and forget bourgeois crimes of the past so that they can make up whatever uh, future will benefit them best. Hence that opportunist tendency. They are not real Marxists. They don't adhere to anything in particular. They just steal, corrupt, take, manipulate, distort, revise. Yeah, all these reactionary tendencies. So a lot of things to get worked through and, and, and beyond that. Uh, let's go on into some of these articles. Today. I think I've given people a pretty good rundown of, of the general crisis that we're seeing out there. This is why it's so important to be paying attention to news. It's why it's so important to be doing the reading. I see we have someone in our Twitch chat out there who doesn't understand what communism is. Uh, Brother Husky, we're out there talking to you, man. This podcast, all this is for you. If you're not understanding what communism is... It, it is a really important time to be doing the studies. Uh, we're seeing that capitalism is decaying all around us. This is also a great reminder to say the podcast is recorded live over on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Kyle Communist. So you're welcome to join. There's no set time for these podcast recordings, but just as a heads up, that's something you can bookmark, twitch.tv forward slash Kyle Communist. I want to talk very briefly. Uh, so we're talking about the, the world situation degrading. Germany is planning on sending cruise missiles over to Ukraine for those that 
maybe uncertain of what the correct communist stance on the war is. Communists have a very bold phrase, no war but class war. This is not something that we can pick up and put down whenever we want. This is a guiding principle for all communists around the world. For any communists that do not understand this phrase, respectfully, you are not yet a communist, and that must be worked through through education and other means. When we say no war but class war, this also again goes back to what we were saying five, 20 minutes ago about no culture war. A culture war, by the way, is, is let's get some of these terms correct before we dive into the article. Culture war is our, our wording when people are too busy fighting over should LGBT people be accepted into society? Should black people have equal rights? Should blah, 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 all these things. What's going on in the United States is a culture war. It's meant to distract people. That way workers are never attacking the bosses. They're too busy fighting these, these fake boogeymen in their communities. They're too busy getting distracted by concepts of, oh, this one group's doing X, Y, and Z, ah. Nazism, as a further extension, they specifically, what, what, what takes fascism, that extra horrible step, is in the decayed phase of capitalism, fascism comes out to make it into a culture war. They want to subvert a class war in favor of a culture war. Whereas socialists, we are aiming for a class war. That is to say, unite the working class, get them to understand how we are exploited and oppressed by the bourgeoisie. And as such, we are promoting that class war where the proletarians are to overthrow the bourgeoisie and further oppress them. So again, we're trying to avoid any of these pitfalls into a culture war we're seeing we're seeing culture wars come out of this imperialist war in Ukraine. What we're seeing is a lot of Russophobia stoking the West against Russian peoples, which is an incorrect stance. Again, we need to have a united group between the peoples against the governments. The same thing is being done to the people within Russia. They are being primed against westerners of really any type but specifically the same as the the nazis here in the united states uh, the russian federation is going after again like an anti-wokeness line very very culture war oriented keeps people very distracted really tends to play well on the older generation especially it manipulates and, and this again goes beyond country borders it manipulates their nostalgia when things in their life might have been easier or they just didn't have so many hardships on their plate. So that's a lot of where this culture war stuff pokes at. It also goes after uh, parents' fear of what might happen to their children. But again, it doesn't take much research to see that, that all these things that stoke culture wars are really made up. I mean, they're very artificial tools, again, perpetuated spread around by the bourgeois class, again, through colonialism, brought into the modern era under uh, neoliberalism that we live in now. All of these ideas of getting people bogged down, no longer seeing their communal value to one another and instead not trusting their neighbor. And that's what we need to reinstill is that trust of one another. You have no allies aside from the, the working class here. No bourgeois entities are going to have your back. Only the proletarians can protect you, dear listeners. So you might as well learn to work and get over any internal hangups you might have, whether you're unfamiliar with uh, you know, people of a different background or some such thing. We must work to overcome any of those. Any of that fear that resides in you initially is, again, a taught, learned behavior. 
very important. So now, as we go into this, we're looking at a big aspect of racism here. So the German government has been perpetuating all kinds of ideas, really stoking their right-wing factions. And now in this article, it says, German government is preparing to provide tourists medium-range missiles to Kiev. This is a desperate attempt to avert a complete debacle of the Ukrainian counteroffensive, which has seen heavy losses for Kiev to strengthen the NATO war offensive against Russia and in the process to enforce re- no, to enforce the efforts of German, German imperialism. See if I can speak as I'm reading that. Let's see what the summary says. So it uh, catches on to a part of that that I read through. It says the tourist missiles developed by Germany and Sweden have a range of over 500 kilometers and could attack targets not only in Crimea, but deep in the Russian heartland. So this isn't a new aspect. Ukraine has uh, made attacks already into Moscow before. Uh, An important aspect, again, to call out here. This is where I want to pause before we get into any, like, meat and potatoes of this. I don't even know if this article needs me to go into detail. But it is to simply remind people, the only group that we as communists can support in an imperialist war like this is the working class. And the working class who has not fallen, by the way, prey to fascism and other attempts of... Uh, degradation like that we're again standing up and and we're trying to unite people beyond borders as communists we are not here here to show for the united states ukraine or russia this is why again all those hazite social chauvinists look so ridiculous It, it needs to be made clear i mean again our goal as marxists as communists is to eventually dissolve all of these countries so this weird patriotic social so patriotic socialism pat socks it doesn't make sense it doesn't fit it works really counter to Marx Engels and Lenin's ideas who are very clearly folks that support uh, proletarian internationalism we're going to see that in tomorrow's reading of the communist manifesto so I highly recommend people join that over on Discord discord.gg forward slash Kyle communist although I'm not sure that link works the second just grab the one on the website. KyleCommunist.com has the place to go. Very nice, very easy. Big shout out to the people that are hanging out with us on uh, the Twitch chat today. Hi, everybody. I see folks over there chatting. Good. Welcome to the stream. Good to see you. Let's keep going down this list. So again, oh, last thing to say. So Germany's working on these cruise missiles. I saw a notice that Poland is putting more troops near the border. They're claiming that Belarus is increasing in their... uh, build up there too so another thing to look out for here's one i want to just touch on too uh fascistic candidate wins argentine's presidential primaries this isn't great news in argentina's pri- uh, recent primaries far-right candidates javier milley won with 30 percent of the vote reflecting popular anger and a lack of genuine left-wing alternative milley's proposals for dollarization of the economy social austerity and anti-abortion legislation are unpopular, but the ruling per- peronist? 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 parties have seen their vote plummet. The pseudo-left's ability, I'm sorry, inability to capitalize on social opposition is blamed for the electoral emergences of Millie and the fit you is promoting nationalist sentiments and identity politics, which will facilitate the growth of the far right. The working class is increasingly taking to the streets, facing police, state measures, and further social austerity. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We're absolutely seeing a rise in the far right around the world, uh, absolutely stepping up to take the place of 
the the collapsing uh, social structures that have been built over the past mm, hundred years. A lot of the powers that have been are are really starting to waver. It's it's going to be an interesting time for the world, everybody. It's a time when we're going to have to be swatting away more and more of these fake entities, trying to call themselves leftists, trying to rise through opportunist ranks. Uh, absolutely disgusting stuff. And I think I'm going to leave it there for this week. We're going to keep it nice, short, and sweet for everybody. There's not a lot of headlines in this article, so I warned you it was going to be a little bit more of a ramble this week. There is some information about Pakistan in there having a very successful Marxist school that goes on. But listen, more than all of this... I am calling out to your help in how, uh, keeping this podcast and these newsletters going. I've been running out of steam on these. It's absolutely a team effort, and I don't have a team to help me with these. So just as a heads up, I am looking at either downscaling the newsletter further as we go late into the fall or getting more help from the audience out there to stimulate these. Uh, earlier on, we had some people volunteering to write articles for that, and I haven't seen any of those people lately. They stopped engaging on Discord. They stopped attending book clubs and things like that. Folks out there, if you find yourself falling into that tendency, make sure you shock paddle yourself into, into the real world again. This is definitely not the time to disengage from socialist endeavors. This is the time to absolutely double, quadruple down, whatever it takes. Get the work done. Make sure you're being active. As a reminder for our Discord, it is mandatory that members there join our book club. We're so serious about getting people to read. We understand that the world looks rough and it's scary, but I promise you, today is the easiest day of the rest of your life. Nothing will get easier than you had it 12 hours ago. It will only get substantially scarier, so it's time to rally the troops, right? Bring it all together. Going on our own in separate, isolated, atomized routes is what the bourgeois wants because it knows you've already been defeat defeated. The moment they get you to splinter off of communities and start subdividing down, start taking it into your personal life, only doing the reading in private, they've already beaten you. Now, the good news is you're not beaten perpetually, just beaten until you can force that change upon yourself. You need your own little internal revolution. So, again, if you're someone out there listening and maybe this podcast is the most revolutionary work you do in a week, comrade, we need to step it up, all of us. And this is where I'm calling for your help. We've got three book clubs that we host every week. We've got the newsletter we're promoting. We want to get you involved in any and all of it that you can. Listen, if you've got a spare hour throughout the week that you spend gaming, watching Netflix, calling random people, doing whatever you're doing, Instead, rewrite some of that time in your schedule and put that back around into revolutionary activities. We need to be moving forward. Our opposition absolutely is. So gather your, your strength, gather your energy. If you'd like to submit news stories for the newsletter, you're more than welcome to do so. You can find all the links at kylecommunist.com. You can find my Twitch page there at twitch.tv forward slash kylecommunist. You can find the Instagram account, which is growing at a great rate. We're already into the 3,000, almost 4,000 follower count. So make sure to give that a follow. That's just been taken off like wildfire. So make sure to jump in over there. Um, speaking of the term wildfire, this is also a great reminder to give a shout out to all of our comrades down in Hawaii. It's a very important situation to be paying attention to, looking at how uh, real estate companies are trying to buy out people's destroyed properties to further price them out of the island. It's a further theft of indigenous lands here in the United States. Study, 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 study like Lenin. Again, join us. Our next book club is Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time. And again, Friday at 6 a.m. Eastern time. We are reading 
reading The Communist Manifesto by Karl Marx and Friedrich Engels. Wonderful text for people that are either new to communism, new to socialism, or just looking to get the basics as wonderful one to jump in on. We would absolutely love to have you. And until next week, everybody, I will let you all go. Uh, don't forget, give a five-star review and we'll shout you out in a future episode. Take care. Bye-bye.